the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's favorite gun-toting, Bible-clinging, deplorable American. That's us. That's right. I love this American Starns. All right, people. Wow, we have so much breaking news happening all over America. Welcome to the Todd Starns radio program, and uh, we're going to get to it right out of the box. And I want you to think outside of the box for just a moment, just for a moment, ladies and gentlemen. Just think outside of the box. If Kevin McCarthy is not the guy, who else is there? And I don't think there is anybody else. Well, there is one person, and I want to get to that in a moment. But we've got to start thinking about Plan B, and what does Plan B look like? And based on everything I have seen, all of my observations on the people uh, that are being mentioned, people like Steve Scalise, no, he's he's just as he is he is not as conservative as Kevin McCarthy is. What about Jim Jordan? He doesn't want the job. And I don't know how many times he has to tell people he doesn't want the job. As a matter of fact, every time he would go on somebody's talk show, uh, they would make that the point. And I stopped. I mean, the guy said it, what, three times on this radio program? Fine. We get it. We get it, uh, Congressman uh, Jordan. We get it. You want to be chairman of House Judiciary. I respect that. There, in my In my estimation, folks, there is only one person, one person – who can fix all of this. And his name is Donald John Trump. Now, I want you to think about this for me. You say, Todd, he's running for president. Yeah, but you know what? There's really not much going on right now, right? Not a lot of big campaign events right now. But what if for the next 100 days, Donald Trump was installed as the Speaker of the House to get the Republicans' house in order? What if, what if Donald Trump was the guy? Now, I don't think Donald Trump wants it, and my sources are telling me he doesn't want it, but I suspect if a number of Republicans on Capitol Hill and if a number of Americans rise up sort of a grassroots effort here, I think the president might very well stand up and do his duty once again for the country. So what do you think about that? Donald Trump as Speaker of the House. This, folks, this is not conjecture. This is an idea that I think we need to be considering. I know Steve Bannon earlier today also posited the same theory. 844-747-8868 is our toll-free telephone number. What do you think about Donald Trump for the next 100 days as your Speaker of the House? 844-747-8868. I want to go right now to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. We're honored to have with us the leader, the chairman of the House Freedom Caucus, uh, Ben from your home state of Pennsylvania, uh, Congressman Scott Perry. Congressman, welcome to the program this morning. 
Todd, great to be with you and the great patriots that listen in on your show. Uh, God bless you. Well, Congressman, I can tell you we are one of the few national radio shows that we're standing in lockstep with the House Freedom Caucus, and it really troubles me not just that there is opposition to what you guys are doing, but there are threats. And and I want to get your initial reaction to something Congressman uh, Dan Crenshaw said on Fox News Radio when he called you and your colleagues a bunch of terrorists, and not just him, but also um, there was a congressman, Congressman Rogers from Alabama, who also called you guys terrorist look um these comments are the desperate tactics of people that can't win the argument and quite honestly have a terrible record yeah as you know todd there are members past and present that uh that have a vested interest in the status quo here uh there's a lot of money being made here and changed hands it's taken from the american people and distributed around town here that's the status quo and they want to continue to, uh, to, you know, to further that and protect that status quo. Somebody's got to fight for the American people, uh, Todd. And while I will never say things like that about my colleagues, especially uh, uh, members that have uh, worn the uniform as I have, um, I'm not desperate. I do rely on the merits of my argument. And if uh, my colleagues want to go out and support and and talk about the great things that have happened in Congress over the last 10 years, whether it's $1.7 trillion uh, omnibus uh, Christmas tree spending bills that are dropped, you know, at 2 o'clock in the morning, um, you know, right before Christmas. They they can go talk about those things. I I suspect that most Americans will not agree with their perspective. Something has to change here, Todd. You can't keep doing the same things under the same conditions with the same people and expect a different outcome. Mr. McCarthy has been in leadership for 14 years now. He has voted almost every single time to to advance and pass one of these horrific spending bills. Why would anybody think that this guy's going to lead the charge to stop that? It's a great question, and it's a fair question, uh, Congressman. And I don't know how many times I've heard a lot of these people on conservative media complaining about that, and now they're standing in direct opposition to you guys trying to fix it. It reminds me of President Trump uh, when he was dealing with the media and how he would be very direct and fought back. Uh, people were complaining about that, but the faint, same people who were complaining about it had been wishing since the Bush years that a Republican president would actually fight back. So when you get somebody who's finally standing up and doing the will of the people, that's when the folks in Washington, D.C. seem to lose their minds. That's exactly right. I just remember about, I don't know, a couple weeks ago when uh, uh, the Senate reelected by secret ballot Mitch McConnell as the leader, him spending all this time, 16 years in, in leadership over there, and everybody complained bitterly. Now, now suddenly they have the, almost the same circumstance here. And it's like the, the second coming of, of the Savior. I, I, you know, these guys, like you said, most of these folks, all they do is bitterly complain about the results, yet they're now out, out there acting like everything's going to be different with the same person. Uh, look, you know, um, I get that this is difficult and kind of, um, you know, uncomfortable to watch, but if you want to change something, you better, you gotta, you gotta do something about it, and somebody has to be willing to step up. Uh, Congressman, I I do want to ask about some private meetings that were held. Um, We understand that you guys were, or at least some of you, were threatened. Is that true? Is that accurate? Well, of course it's true, Todd. You know how Washington, D.C. works. I mean, 
The guy that's running for speaker says, I don't want to be leveraged. He literally says that. I don't want to be leveraged. Yet he leverages every single uh, member of Congress every single day. They threaten to take committee assignments away. Of course, we're all being blown up in our district with email uh, uh, email messages being flooded in. We've got the reporters following people around, making outrageous claims. We've got donors, you know, uh, being called and 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 told to uh, you know make sure that we're cut off. I mean, it's it's all the normal stuff around here that is stab- that the establishment, the uh, the uniparty, and the swamp does to remain keep the status quo in place. They love the status quo because it works for them. And they don't really care about the the American people. And quite honestly, Todd, if you look at a lot of these conservative outlets, these so-called conservative outlets, they make a lot of money out there preaching, let's do the right thing and let's, you know, let's save the country. And now we have a chance to do it. And now they can be no, there's there's nowhere to be found. And you got to wonder, are they more interested in grifting off, you know, the, uh, uh, the platform or whatever, what the message or are they actually interested in saving the republic? Congressman Ben Dieter here, KWAM News Anchor. We've heard reports of these backdoor meetings. Has a deal been reached? And as we move into the rest of this week, do you suspect a deal could be made to get us out of this deadlock? Uh, look, I, I, I suspect a deal can always be made, but... I will tell you this. This is the normal way things are done around here. You have a a private conversation in good faith, and and I know because I was involved in the private conversation in good faith, where where everybody walks out of the room and says, "We won't discuss this with anyone." And then five seconds later, the people that you're talking to go out and leak everything that you've spoken about to use as leverage against you. That's what makes people so angry here: is that they're just duplicitous, lying. And double, you know, double speak has gotten us to where we are, and people don't trust this guy or the people around him, and 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 you're seeing a product of that right now, Congressman. There have been some rumblings around uh, the water coolers in D.C., and I'm not, I don't want to get into specifics here, but I've been told uh, that there are some other reasons uh, why the Democrats are so happy to have McCarthy as Speaker of the House. Uh, possibly they may have dirt. I don't know. Are, are there other things that we're not hearing about McCarthy that we should be concerned about? Uh, I, I suspect there could be. I don't really, I can't, you know, look, I don't want to speculate, especially on somebody's, you know, something like that. you got to be really careful, and there's enough of that kind of stuff that goes around in the world. You know, so, um, but but look, if nothing else, they're happy with that guy because, let's face it, like, Todd, in, in your recent memory, how many times have Republicans won something in the House that you could say, wow, I'm really proud of that. They really pushed hard and, and got somewhere in that, and they really... Um, push the liberals back. Like, when's the last time, when is any time that you can remember saying that? And remember, this guy's been in leadership for the last 14 years. Yeah, and, and you know what's fascinating, and, and I appreciate you saying that. I really do, uh, Congressman, because I think that shows the heart of the Freedom Caucus. Uh, on the other hand, uh, you've got people out there calling you terrorists, calling you liberals, uh, calling you fools and idiots. Uh, what Speaker Newt Gingrich said you guys have psychological problems. This is all coming from Fox News, by and large, leading this yeah. charge. Yeah. And I don't know if you saw last night, Hannity interview with Lauren Boebert. That was yeah, really yeah, offensive. Really, really offensive, really unfortunate. Let's remember 
um, left here, left the swamp, and went to the board of directors at uh, Fox News, and that should tell you everything you need to know. We should be calling it Paul Ryan's Fox News Channel, Congressman. Yeah, well, that that might send the right signal to folks so people understand what's going on. Real quick, Congressman, what would you tell the critics that say you've come to the debate table, which is good, but you pulled up without a solution? What would you tell those critics? Well, no, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't agree with that assessment at all. Look, we have already changed a fair amount of things on things like the motion to vacate, which is accountability for the leadership on single subject rules on germanism that's that, that seems like all inside baseball stuff which it probably is but it can have a profound effect around congress here but um but there have been there have been substantive uh, changes made right now that would not have been made otherwise if it weren't for the people that have endeavored on this mission and so now now look i will tell you this um if we'd have had a 240 seat majority you know, after uh, the November election, none of these things, this discussion wouldn't even have happened. You know, we're generally these concerns and the folks that are associated with them have been made irrelevant in Congress, except for this this circumstance where we have a very slim majority and we can, uh, you know, we can exact uh, some concessions based on the vote that's that uh, that Mr. McCarthy needs. And maybe if Mr. McCarthy should not have campaigned against some of those rock-solid conservatives out there, he might have had that 240-seat uh, majority in the House of Representatives. So, Well, uh, you're exactly right. That's one of the major grievances, Todd. Congressman, real quick, and we so appreciate you coming on and giving us an update uh, here. What's, what's today looking like, uh, and are you guys adding any more people to your numbers? Well, you never know, vote by vote. Of course, unfortunately, Todd, people oftentimes tell me I'm with you on the next vote and you hear their name called and they don't go with you. So it's not just leadership that lies around here. It's uh, it's individual members. But uh, right now we're set to come back on the floor and roll some votes on, uh, you know, at noon. So time will tell, you know, look, things move around here pretty quickly when they start going, Todd. So I wouldn't say that that everything is assured, but um, you're just going to have to stay tuned, and and that includes me too, because I, you know, I can't predict the future either. And real quick, Club for Growth says a deal has been reached. That was the reporting late last night. Can you confirm or deny that? Well, look, I saw the same reporting on the Club for Growth. Um, you know, I don't know what they've done, but I I am concerned that it's uh, it's going to be marginal and of of little consequence to what Mr. McCarthy, the swamp allies do in making sure that conservatives can't be elected where they otherwise could be. Well, Congressman, I can tell you all of our polling uh, that we've been conducting, our listeners around the nation here in Memphis, Tennessee, where we are based, everyone, like more than 90% uh, supporting you guys. And uh, we'd really appreciate you standing up for the American people. Well, that's exactly what we're doing, Todd. Somebody has to stand up for the American people. Washington, D.C. certainly works for Washington, D.C. We'd like to see if we could get it to work for the rest of the country, because I think that was the original founder's intent. All right. Congressman Scott Perry, ladies and gentlemen, chairman of the House Freedom Caucus. We will uh, have live coverage throughout the day. Thank you, Congressman. Thank you. All right. So long, Todd. All right. And there you go. Uh, we uh, recorded that interview just a few moments ago with Congressman Scott Perry. Uh, we're expecting a conversation with Congressman Matt Rosendale, also a member of the House Freedom Caucus and one of the holdouts. And folks, the uh, the vitriol has just been 
insane. And shame on Fox News Channel for becoming the propaganda propaganda arm of Kevin McCarthy's bid to be the next Speaker of the House. Uh, some of the language, some of the hate and the vitriol, and we're going to get to all of it today. We're going to play it so you can hear it for yourself. But we got to take a break. Uh, who do you stand with here, folks? Are you with Kevin McCarthy? Are you with the House Freedom Caucus on, what, day three of voting? And also, and more importantly, if Kevin McCarthy is not the guy, would you support Donald Trump as the next Speaker of the House, 100 Days to Save America? 844-747-8868, our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. You did the tough thing during COVID. You paid your people and pulled your business through the pandemic. And now doing the tough thing could qualify you for up to $26,000 per employee at covidtaxrelief.org. Government funds are available to reward companies with two or more employees who stayed open during COVID. This is not a loan, and you don't have to pay it back. This program is complicated, but nobody knows more about it than the CPAs and the tax experts at covidtaxrelief.org. You pay nothing up front. They do all the work and share a percentage of the cash they get you. Businesses of all types, including nonprofits and churches, can qualify, including those who took PPP loans, even if you had increases in sales. You did the tough thing for your employees during COVID. Let covidtaxrelief.org help get you up to $26,000 per employee. Visit covidtaxrelief.org. That's covidtaxrelief.org. covidtaxrelief.org. Todd, I'm always wanted uh, Donald Trump as Speaker of the House because I don't think that anyone else can take care of this country of what has to be done. Uh, I really don't think he'll get elected because there's too many rhinos in the House and they won't vote for him. Well, I I agree with you, Ricky from Arkansas, who, by the way, left us that that comment on our shout back function. You say, hey, how can I do that? All you got to do is go to our website, toddstarns.com, download our app, and you'll be able to, to leave us messages uh, just like Ricky from Arkansas did. By the way, we are now waiting on the seventh House Speaker vote. That's going to uh, begin shortly. We are monitoring that, and uh, we will uh, dip into coverage throughout the day like we've uh, done pretty much uh, throughout uh, throughout this week. I want to play some audio for you real quick here. And we're going to get into more of this a little bit later this hour. But what's going on here with Sean Hannity? Did you watch the interview he did with Lauren Boebert uh, last night? Uh, here is a cut number three. Take a listen. Tonight's motion to adjourn that Kevin McCarthy and his supporters are already getting you, voter fatigue. And I, I, I asked I'm you a simple question, Congresswoman. I, I, you know, I feel like I'm getting a, a liberal I'm not going an to answer from a Kevin liberal. McCarthy, Sean. Okay, so even if you only have 30 votes, Kevin McCarthy. you will not if abide by what you told President standing, Trump to abide by. I don't believe by. I, I got will it. be. I feel I like we've made progress. Not. Look, I love President Trump. You're not going to turn me on him. You're not going to pit him against me. Not trying to pit you. him against you. President That's Trump. what you said to and him. I am standing. I have You're seen the, one the that said it to him. I have seen the lack of accountability. Well, we are we are getting phone calls saying that we need to stop this. Kevin does All not right. have the votes for speaker. Period. Thank we need you. to find a consensus candidate, get this right, and get our country back on track. Thanks so much, Sean. Okay, and they cut off. Well, anyway, the the, the Hannity went on to say there that she sounded like a liberal. Lauren Boebert, 
so Sean Hannity is calling, calling Lauren Boebert a liberal. You've got Dan Crenshaw calling people terrorists. We're going to be taking your calls on this. 844-747-8868. Have you given up on Fox News? This is the Todd Starnes Radio Show. I'm Grace Baker with the Todd Starnes Show. And folks, I've got a story to tell you. You know how much I love Merlo and how I want her to be around for a very long time. So Todd Starnes recommended I start giving her pomade supplements. I already have started seeing her happier even during cloudy days, and it's made a world of difference in her overall well-being. So why does Grace need to supplement Merlo's diet? Well, because they do the same thing to pet food that they do to most human food these days. They strip it of all the vitamins, minerals, nutrients that your dog needs to be healthy. Imagine your pet suffering because of a poor diet, being unable able to tell you. Well, I know you want to avoid that, so I want to tell you about Longevity Formula from PawMade. It's an all-natural health supplement for dogs made with 23 dog-friendly superfoods to keep your pup healthy and strong. Veterinarian-approved Longevity Formula boosts nutrient intake, protects against toxins, and guards against premature aging. And that's important because aside from poor diet, toxins like pesticides, mold, and air pollution, they can all harm your pup's health. But Longevity Formula contains special toxin-fighting nutrients to protect your dog so they can live a long, happy life by your side. These include premium-quality superfoods like organic mushrooms, kelp, goji berry, and two kinds of probiotics, and many more. Right now, there's a limited-time offer exclusively for our listeners. For every purchase of Longevity Formula, you'll receive a free bottle of Palmade's Hip and Joint Formula. To claim your offer, go to palmade.com slash Todd or call toll-free 833-PAWMADE. That's P-A-W-M-A-D-E dot com slash Todd or call 833-PAWMADE. Getting a little bit funky out there, America. Hello, everybody. I'm Todd Starnes. We're hanging out with you today. Seventh ballot vote underway right now. McCarthy, uh, 12 votes. Uh, Jeffries, five. And uh, that's all we've got so far. So we'll keep you updated. We've got a long way to go. By the way, back in 1923, the last time we went through this, it was nine ballots, nine ballot votes. May I just tell you how disappointed and disgusted I am with Fox News right now. They are they are the mouthpiece for Kevin McCarthy. Yesterday on Fox News Radio, which is supposed to be a conservative, you know, they again they they shroud themselves and they embrace the Fox logo, but that's about as far as the conservative goes over there at the radio network. Sad to say that I used to work over there. Anyway, Dan Crenshaw was on a uh, Fox News radio show yesterday, and he called the 20 House Republicans terrorists. I want you to listen to cut number six. Get another scalp and another scalp, whether it's whether it's Boehner or Paul Ryan or then McCarthy, Scalise would just be next, and we all know it. We just can't allow that to happen. That's why those of us are saying, like, look, you pushed us into this corner, so now we're now we're saying we won't vote for anyone but McCarthy. That's why we're saying it, because we cannot let the terrorists win. That, that's basically what's happening. Now, we've got the transcript over on the Todd, over at ToddStarns.com, because at that point, you would think the, the radio host there would have said, wait a second, 
really? Really, Congressman Crenshaw? I mean, that's a bit harsh. Congressman, you're telling me that the 20 Republicans who are standing up against Kevin McCarthy are just like the Islamic radicals who flew jetliners into the buildings on 2001, sir? Is that what you're saying? But that's not what happened. The host actually agreed with Congressman Crenshaw. Pretty despicable, that guy. By the way, Congressman Mike Rogers from Alabama also likened the 20 House Republicans to Islamic jihadists. I mean, they're they're calling them every name out of the book. The only thing they have not been called yet are white supremacist or or Nazis. And again, if you've got Congressman Byron Donalds in your crew, it's kind of hard to call you a white supremacist when you're a when you're a black man. But he's also a Republican, so I don't know could be. Hey, let's go to the phones here. 844-747-8868. Rusty is on the line from North Carolina. What do you think about Donald Trump for speaker, Rusty? I don't think he would do it, number one, because he's been backing McCarthy. But and what if he did? What if he, he did, though? Well, if he did, he wouldn't be able to get anything through anyway because the ominous bill completely throttled and handcuffed the Republicans that we just elected. They're not going to be able to do anything until September they can do investigations and all that stuff, but it's not going anywhere because nothing will get to the Senate. McConnell will make sure of that. He probably won't even let anything come to the floor. We can do investigations, but we can also change the House rules and make it make it next to impossible for them to shove this kind of this kind of nonsense down our throats, like passing these bills. Remember what Nancy Pelosi said: you got to pass it to see what's in it. Yeah, that's yeah. got that's got to be stopped. And I think Donald Trump could be very influential in doing something like that. He probably could, but would his ego allow him to do that? Since it's a step down from what he wants. I, you see, I don't look at it like that, Rusty. I look at it. I don't it, either, but I'm afraid he does. Well, let's see here. I, I, I suspect President Trump might be swayed. I think if enough people stood up and let's say on social media and maybe some other talk radio hosts, and there aren't many of us because everybody's been bought and paid for by Kevin McCarthy and Frank Luntz, his uh, roommate. Um, but if if enough people stood up and there was a groundswell of I don't know grassroots support, I think we could see Trump say, you know what, this isn't going anywhere. I'm willing to do this. I'm willing to put my presidential campaign on hold for a hundred days. Why can't he run for president anyway? Well, he can. I'm just saying. I mean, he can. You know, I mean, if you're Speaker of the House, you probably can't get out there and hold rallies because you're busy doing the work of the House. But I what understand he, that, but everybody knows who he is. If they've been yeah. to his rallies, they know what he's about. I think that he could have his sons do the rallies. Could be. I mean, I I see it. I see it as doable. I don't see it as as impossible. But Rusty, let's get oh, real. For, I don't let's get real for a problem. second, Rusty. Who do you? I mean, Kevin McCarthy, who's next? Steve Scalise, he is just as liberal-leaning as Kevin McCarthy is, if not more so. I have another question, though. If McCarthy and his bunch can be promising all these people things to try to sway them to his side and threaten to take away their committee status and so forth, why can't those 20 find a leader like Jim Jordan 
who would be excellent. It's not going to be Jordan, though, Rusty. It's just not going to be Jim Jordan. He's not going to do it. And I, it frustrates me they even brought his name up because we everybody in, in the nation knows Jim Jordan does not want to be Speaker of the House. I know. But I don't care who it is. Somebody like that. There's the guy from Florida. What about him? Byron Donalds? He's- they tried him, didn't they? Yeah, they did. They're just throwing names up there. And so, you know what okay. I say? Let's get serious. And if McCarthy, oh, by the way, we're uh, Fox News is now saying it appears McCarthy is about to lose the seventh consecutive vote. Yeah, thank God. So at, yeah. at, at what point do the House Republicans and the Freedom Caucus guys get together and say, you know what, let's, let's throw Trump's name into the mix? I think it's an excellent idea to do. You right. get him to even agree to it. Rusty, I do. All right, Rusty, we got to leave it there. Appreciate the call. Good comments. Ladies and gentlemen, what do you think here? What do you think about my idea? A hundred days, Trump goes to Washington. He gets everything sorted out. He gets the Republicans on the same page. And then at that point, they can elect a new speaker. Trump goes away onto the campaign trail. He saves the House of Representatives. He's a hero in the eyes of Americans all over America who just want to have a balanced budget they just want to they just want to stop this out of control spending they're tired of funding drag shows in guatemala and if trump can do that then it just makes him a much stronger presidential candidate 844-747-8868 that is our telephone number that's 844-747-8868 Now, Tucker Carlson, one of the only shows on Fox News Channel that's actually standing against, and really not even against McCarthy, they're just presenting both sides of the story. But here's Tucker Carlson weighing in on Dan Crenshaw's comments about the Republican conservatives being terrorists. Uh, Cut number eight. Congressman Dan Crenshaw of Texas, a surrogate for Kevin McCarthy, did. In fact, he did what neocons always do. He labeled anyone who doesn't like a terrorist. Watch. Those of us are saying, like, look, you pushed us into this corner, so now we're now we're saying we won't vote for anyone but McCarthy. That's why we're saying it, because we cannot let the terrorists win. Oh, they're terrorists now. It's hard not to see the connection, because over the past few years, pretty much every part of the war on terror has been turned against the domestic political enemies of the neocons. So now they're just coming out and telling you what they told you about Iraq. Either you're with us or you're against us. You're on the side of light or darkness. You're good or evil. Dan Crenshaw went all the way, as neocons always do. He proceeded to go to CNN to call his political opponents enemies of the state. Looking for a little Soviet-style politics? Watch this. This handful of members is um, uh, very clearly looking for notoriety over principle. That's what it is. And anyone who suggests differently is um, in in some kind of make-believe fantasy reality. But if you're a narcissist, if you're a narcissist and you believe that your opinion is so much more important than everyone else's, then you'll keep going. And you'll threaten to tear down the team for for the benefit of the Democrats just because of your own sense of self-importance. That's exactly what's happening here. We will not vote for anyone else but McCarthy. These people think they're stubborn or more stubborn. They think they're not going to get the communities they want. Obviously they won't, but it's going to be so much worse than that. You know, they are enemies now. So you may like Kevin McCarthy or not. Both are allowed. 
But no matter how you feel, you have to acknowledge, if you're being honest, that people who don't like Kevin McCarthy have a reason for that. They have real concerns, real issues. But you'll notice that Dan Crenshaw didn't address any of those, none of them. Instead, he impugned their motives, their character, their intelligence, their moral standing. They're narcissists. In fact, and we're quoting, they are enemies now. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. That's what they think about you. And and look, I'm glad Congressman Crenshaw is out there saying it. I just it troubles me that Fox News will not allow their host to to push back on that kind of language. All right, let's go to the phones here. 844-747-8868. Greg in Oregon on KYKN Radio. All right, Greg, you're looking at all of this chaos in Washington. What say you? Well, I actually kind of think it's a good thing because this has needed to come to a head for a long time. And the people that are uh, standing up to this, all they're simply saying is, is why do you want to go ahead and give power back to the same people who've been in charge for uh, uh, with this establishment for quite a while? They had, they had both chambers of Congress and the presidency for two years. They did nothing with the power. In fact, they did everything they could to uh, to uh, stop Trump and his and his agenda. And now uh, they're saying, "Well, okay, we want you know, give it back to us." After they lost both uh, both uh, the House and the Senate and the presidency, um, so why why would you believe that they're going to do anything? different now and so that's that's the big thing for me greg you know going back to something congressman perry said uh in the first moments of of the show today look uh, he had the opportunity to win lots of seats in in congress during the midterms 240 he could have but he campaigned and he fought against diehard conservatives and as a result didn't get the numbers. Otherwise, we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. So in a way, this could yeah. actually be a blessing in disguise. Well, it's bringing it all out more out into the open and um, and letting everybody w- once again see uh, whoever, if, who these people are. He's, re- he's really, he's just a snake. McCarthy's a snake, just like McConnell is a snake. Uh, what did McConnell do? He had to uh, go along with this budget bill with uh, Biden. He didn't have to do that, but he did. And so why do you want to keep giving power to these same guys? It's a fair question. Uh, Greg, appreciate the telephone call. Let's go to Bill in North Carolina, WSJS, our great affiliate there. Hi, Bill. What say you? Hey, Todd. Thank you very much for taking my call. I, I think it's still early enough in the year for me to still say Happy New Year. Yes, it uh, is. And Happy New Year to you. <laughs> Well, thank you very much. Now, this is no way a parallel to McCarthy, but all I'm trying to say is messed up as this group is up in Washington, if the Lord God Almighty himself had been on the first ballot, I don't think he would have had enough votes to make it through. <laughs> they would have they would have rejected Jesus, <laughs> our Lord. Found, they would have found some reason not to vote for him. What do you mean? What do you mean he walks on water? He can't swim? What's wrong? Right. Yeah, they could have. It's 
Bill, that's a fair point. All right, Bill, appreciate the call. It's Bill's got a great point here, folks. I mean, it's insane what they're doing up there. Uh, by the way, ten people voting no right now, so it does appear McCarthy is on his way to a loss. They're still counting lots of votes, uh, so that number will probably go up. All right, look, we've got to take a break here. What do you think about my idea? Donald Trump for Speaker of the House. A hundred days. A hundred days to save America. 844-747-8868. Good idea. Bad idea. Need to go back to the drawing board? Give me a call. Let me know. This is the Todd Stern Show. I've noticed that when I go to the shopping mall and buy one of the towels, they just don't seem to work very well. They feel too soft and too lotion-y. They just don't absorb the water. Well, our good friend Mike Lindell over at MyPillow has found a solution, and you've got to get yourself one of his brand-new towels. These things are incredible. And best of all, they're made right here in the U.S., and all of his towels come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. You're going to be able to get a six-piece set, two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths, all made with USA cotton. They are soft, yet absorbent, and you're normally going to pay over $100. But thanks to our good friend Mike Lindell, $39.99. That's it. It's a great deal. All you have to do, go to MyPillow.com and click on the new radio listener specials and get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the towels. Just enter the promo code STARNS or you can call 800-839-8506 for some incredible radio specials. Again, MyPillow.com, promo code STARNS. I want you guys to think about this for just a moment, right? All right, so McCarthy's job right now, he's negotiating, and that's why we're having vote after vote after vote. After the votes, McCarthy goes to the um, to the, uh, the the House 20, and we'll say, you know what, I'm going to give you this. We'll give you this House assignment, or we're going to give you some more campaign cash. We're going we're gonna to give you a gift card to, I don't know, the Olive Garden. And... In exchange for the you know twenty five dollar gift card to the Olive Garden, you're going to get the vote, but it's not working, right? So, I want you to think about this: the Speaker of the House, his job is to negotiate. His job is to find ways for to to get legislation through. And if Kevin McCarthy can't even negotiate with members of his own party, how do you think he's going to be able to get anything through with the Democrats? Just something to think about. Uh, let's go to Larry in Gainesville, Georgia. Larry, what do you think about my uh, idea here? Donald Trump for speaker. Todd, I think it'd be the greatest, greatest slice of bread. And I like my bread. I think it'd be great. That would put him in a third person from being president. Things can happen. You know, he may, I don't know. I think it's a great idea. And we need to stop all this crazy stuff going on. They forgot they're there for the people. It's for themselves to the people. Great idea. I hope it works. Larry, uh, fingers crossed. Uh, we know Mar-a-Lago is paying attention to the show today, and I, I, I won't go any farther than that. Uh, but we'll see We'll see what happens. Appreciate the call. Let's go to Doug. Wants to weigh in on those drag shows. Actually, it was an Ecuador, Doug, and not Guatemala. My apologies. Yeah, and you know, and I agree with you 100%, and it's ridiculous. But uh, and it's, it's but it's a trigger thing, you know. It gets everyone upset. But as far as a part of the budget, it's really just a small waste of money. And uh, but let's get back to Trump. I think it's an excellent idea for three reasons. First of all, 
he was the what I loved about Trump more than anything was his insistence that other countries up their military budget and quit leaning on the United States. And of course, the leftists, I don't know for what reason they thought that was a bad idea, but I think it's excellent. And he's the only guy who said that. He's the only Republican I've ever taught I've ever heard actually talk about paring down the military budget when you think about it indirectly by uh, setting that expense on other people. Secondly, I think he might like it so much, and he says, you know, this is a pretty good job. I think I'll stick here. Let's let DeSantis have it, you know, because I think Ron's got a lot of good things going for him. Third, you put Trump there in their face, in the Republicans' face, and you're going to find out who's who, because these guys are going to have to deal with him instead of going on talk shows, instead of talking behind his back. They're going to have to look at him every day and man up and woman up and non-binary up, whatever they want to be up. But uh, uh, I'm, I think it's time we really look at the big uh, portions of our budget, and we are spending too much on the military. Um, um, I'll, last thing I'll say is this. I think when Trump sat down with Kung, Kim Jong-un, whatever, he looked the guy in the eye and he said, you know what, one country in the world used a nuclear bomb. You want to know who that was, Kim? Us. There so you go. We may have... We don't need all these other weapons. Well, Doug, I would disagree with that. I, I Everything you say, I agree with. But I believe a strong military to keep the peace. Um, I, I truly believe that. Ronald Reagan believed it, and I think it works. Appreciate the call, though, Doug. By the way, Matt Gates just nominated Donald Trump for speaker. Um, pay attention, ladies and gentlemen. It's about to get very interesting. We'll be right back. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's conservative blowtorch. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. Hello, people of the planet Earth. I'm Todd Starnes. So happy to have you with us today. And, uh, wow, a lot going on. May I just... May I just say something, and I don't mean to be rude, I don't mean to be inconsiderate, but I'm uh, I'm getting a little tired of the uh, the votes, you know what I mean? I mean, it was really intriguing after, I don't know, vote number one, but then it, it's just sort of like the same old, same old. But here we are, um, so far, 17 people voting against Kevin McCarthy, and then a, a buttload of Democrats, oh, pardon me, boatload. 
Um, by the way, uh, Pete Buttigieg just get. Oh, sorry, that's okay. I'll cover that later. That reminded me of that anyway. Um, so you've got Jeffries, and uh, you've got um, a, a bunch of others that are voting against um, McCarthy, and that's that. Uh, folks, we've got a lot to tell you about today. Uh, Matt Rosendale is going to be here from the great state of Montana. And uh, he'll join us at the bottom of the hour. Uh, in the meantime, as we're waiting for all of this to um, to unfold on Capitol Hill, I mentioned something in the last hour, and it just seems to me at this point, if it's not going to be McCarthy, I don't think it can be Scalise. I, I I like Lee Zeldin, but I'm not sure he's got the votes, and I'm not sure anybody anybody other than Donald Trump would be able to fix what is broken in the House of Representatives. Therefore, I am officially on board with this idea that to drain the swamp, we got to put Donald Trump in the speaker's chair. What say you, ladies and gentlemen? Good idea? Bad idea? I'm not saying he he can't run for president. I think he can. And you don't have to be a member of Congress to be the Speaker of the House. So what do you think? 844-747-8868. That is our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Meanwhile, a couple of interesting uh, culture war stories to share with you. And I I wanted to invite the morning news host at KWAM, our flagship radio station in Memphis, Tennessee. Ben Dieter is the host. And Ben, you're, you're sort of stereotyped for these two stories. Because they are, in fact, involving Generation Z, and you're a Gen Zer. Unfortunately, what? what that's your generation, Ben. Don't you? You don't. You don't want to trash your generation, do you? Give us twenty years, Todd, and and maybe we get ourselves put together back on the saddle, and, and maybe I'll claim to be part of Gen Z. But I don't think I you am. got twenty years. No. <laughs> your your generation has really gone bonkers. So uh, here's a story uh, from Campus Reform. A professor at NYU, New York University, says that Generation Z is too fragile and you people are causing a national crisis. Your generation could cause us to lose America, Ben Dieter. He's not wrong. We are fragile. And I'm even a Gen Zer, and sometimes I can be fragile, Todd. I don't know, but I, I do have to point the blame at the generation before us, though, because I think we were dropped. Dropped on our heads. Yes. Someone dropped the ball, Todd, on on us. But no, we're we're the generation that we're throwing mayonnaise and tomato sauce all over the Mona Lisa's, and the because the world could be ending in twelve years, which may be yeah, you're right. We might not be around in twenty years. But I think the professor's right. Jonathan Haidt is a prominent social psychologist at New York University. Uh, wrote an wrote a um, article or was, was interviewed by the Wall Street Journal. He says Gen Z has been set up for failure due to a confluence of social media, bad parenting, and a political ideology that emphasizes victimhood. Is that true? I think he's correct. I think we're, we were the generation that grew up on all things video games. Our attention spans are shorter than Nat's. We can't stay focused on one thing more than 20, like 20 seconds. And so you see it playing out in everyday life. Now, I do think there is some responsibility to the generation beforehand, and I think he's correct in that we were raised, our pacifiers weren't rubber, uh, you know, the little rubber pacifiers. Ours were cell phones. 
So we would cry. They would just throw the cell phones, the video games at us, and, and we would shut up. And now you have a generation full of crybabies, and uh, we're glued to our phones. You see, I... I believe that the worst generation, I mean, you guys are, you know, uh, lily-livered, I guess, uh, your generation, but the one before you, the millennials, they're the ones that really screwed things up. And that's on my generation, which is Gen, Gen X. I'm a Gen Xer. And we really dropped the ball, I think, on the parenting side, uh, where you've, you know, again, everybody gets a participation trophy. Nobody's a loser. Uh, there's a big story uh, out of Virginia, as a matter of fact, Thomas Jefferson High School, where uh, the governor's now investigating allegations of civil rights um, or uh, civil rights uh, violations because they marginalized smart kids. They they literally wanted to make sure that the entire school was dumbed down so everybody was uh, on an equal footing. Hmm. Well, I mean, look at it. We don't even get valedictorians anymore because there's only we're all smart now. So it wouldn't be fair if there was only one person to give up, get up and give a speech on graduation day. But I'll be honest with you, Todd. Did you get spankings in school? Oh, Can you I mean put you on the spot? Butt whoopings? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. So that's why you turned out. Because I, I, you turned out pretty well, Todd. I did not get spankings in school, I can tell you that. And it shows. I yeah. just want to say, around the newsroom, I've noticed. I've noticed. <laughs> well, but, but let me tell you something. There's nothing wrong with a little fear of God. I mean, it goes a long way, especially when you're trying to raise a kid to go down the right path. Yeah. But again, that's why I put, point the finger right back at you guys because someone Who's you guys, moms and dads, someone had to go in there and tell the teachers, "Don't you dare lay your hand on Jack and Jill's bum." All right, and we were Jack and Jill, and now we're terrible. I'm telling you, our principal at Hope P. Sullivan Elementary School in South Haven, Mississippi, I mean, this is years ago, in the early 1970s, I remember this guy walking the hallways, and you could hear it like thud, thud. Thought. And and you would peek outside, and there he would be, this massive man. And he had this huge fiberglass paddle. It was like a glass paddle, and it had holes drilled in it, Ben Teeter. And, and that was a big thing because normally if you're getting a licking, what's going to happen is there's going to be a cushion of air that builds up between the paddle and your butt. But if it's aerodynamic, it's going straight through, so you're getting the full impact. Wow. So you may have gotten in trouble once at Hope P. Sullivan Elementary School, but you didn't get in trouble a second time. Yeah, you you learned your lesson. I mean, you probably weren't even allowed to have calculators for your math lessons. No, we didn't have any of that nonsense. Oh. And that's the problem. You go down to the market, and heaven forbid you pay cash for something, and I try not to, because the cashier doesn't know how to make change. Well, not only did we get calculators, we got cell phones. And then we got those math generators where you took a photo, Todd. I'm not kidding you. It's how I got through high school algebra. And I'm telling on myself, but I do have a diploma to show. You take a photo of the algebra problem, and it does the work for you, and that's how I pass math class. Get out of here. Yeah. Are you serious? And that's true. All right. So, yeah, we're not going to have you do finance. All right. <laughs> Making a mental note here. Uh, ben Dieter, who is the morning news anchor at KWAM, our flagship radio station, and he's our resident expert on all things Gen Z. And also Cardi B. Is that the one with the monsters? The or you, is did, that, you did not just disrespect me by pulling me in for a Cardi B segment. <laughs> I did. I, 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 I don't know anything. Of, look, I know Johnny Cash. I know Winona. 
uh, Reba, I'm good. But when you get into the I, now, is it Cardi B or who's the uh, Lady Gaga? Mrs. Ga- Ms. Gaga. They both taught us how to twerk. Okay. Oh, geez, Alou. All right. Uh, Cardi B's very upset. She went to a grocery store, and she's complaining about the price of lettuce. We've got some audio here. Let's uh, take a listen. When I be complaining about food prices, and y'all because be like, ain't you rich? Why you complaining about lettuce? Why you complaining about this? That just goes to show me when you be when you become successful, when you have money, you're gonna you're gonna go broke soon because y'all not budgeting. I get a summary of the money that's being spent in my home every week. So when I'm starting to see they're like groceries is like tripling up, it's like, hey, yo, what the f- is going on? I want to see for myself what the f- is being spent on. And like when I go to the f- supermarket, like I went to the supermarket, I'm seeing that everything tripled up. That like lettuce was like two dollars a couple of months ago, and now it's like seven. Of course, I'm gonna say something. The because f- if I think that f- is crazy. I could only imagine what middle class people or people in the hood is thinking. So, yes, I'm going to say something. The and I have a big platform. So, I do want anybody that's responsible of these prices to put down. They're going to see if I put it down. What? I don't. <laughs> Did you decipher what, what she said? I'm working through it. Uh, apparently, she really likes lettuce. That's what I've. That, that's the takeaway here. So, um, Cardi B says that she went to the grocery store. I say good for her. This young lady has a, um, she's got a budget. She's very concerned about her finances. And I say good for her because, you know, a lot of these folks, they go to Hollywood, they win American Idol, and the next thing you know, they're homeless and living in a refrigerator box on, you know, Rodeo Drive. It's a sad thing. Well, here's the thing. And we talked about this this morning is I would have sympathy for Cardi B if she wasn't up twerking on a stage with Joe Biden back in 2019 and 2020. She pushed for, I mean, imagine Joe Biden and Cardi B on the same stage. It's true. Look it up. So what do we teach kids? Elections have consequences. This is why you voted for Joe Biden. Your lettuce is now going to be seven bucks instead of two. No, a blanking seven bucks. Blank blanking seven bucks. (laughs) And, and this is why we have an obesity crisis in the country, because no one can apparently afford lettuce anymore. No, no, no. It's because exercise is racist. Come on, Dieter. You got to keep up with all of this. Boy, oh boy. All right. So, oh, Ben Dieter, uh, thank you for it. Can, can we bring you in? You were literally walking down the hall, and I dragged you in here to uh, have this conversation. My well only done. credential was that I guess I was Gen Z. And you, and you faked your way through math class. Yeah. All right. Ben Teeter, thank you. Uh, hang tight, everybody. we got to take a break. We're going to get to your calls here. 844-747-8868. So uh, the question, is Generation Z too fragile, and who's to blame? Is that a parenting problem, or is Gen Z just, I don't know, broken? 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. <laughs> folks playing pickleball it's becoming the rage of the nation i'm not a big fan i tried tennis when i was in college not very good at it 
But I've um, I know Michelle Malkin, who what you're the great conservative writer who is now retired. Uh, Malkin is a huge pickleball person and has actually won some big awards out there in Colorado. So anyway, I'm not sure why I get the most random things, guys, uh, sent to me on my uh, social media pages, and uh, this one popped up on Facebook. Nude pickleball is taking off. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. A nude pickleball is now, um, and I'm reading here, beating the pants off its competition. Clothing optional results are, or resorts rather are advertising their pickleball facilities, including holding tournaments and putting in more courts to meet the demand. Mike Sullivan is a USA Pickleball ambassador. He's also a resident of the Cypress Cove Nudist Resort. Quote, pickleball is the biggest sport here by five times. May I just ask a question? I don't want to belabor the point here. Have you ever noticed that these nudist colonies, not that I've been to one, but I've seen the pixelated photos. Have you noticed how the the nudists are typically overweight, obese, basically people who should not be naked or nude in public? Have Have you noticed that or is that just me? Anyway, I don't know about we have pickleball uh, courts in my neighborhood. I don't. I think they're clothing. You have to wear clothing. I, I don't think it's clothing optional. I, I'm not too sure about this one, folks. I don't want to see anybody's pickles or balls. Just saying. Eight four four seven four seven eighty eight sixty eight. Let's go to the phones here. Lauren in North Carolina, the talk station, wants to talk Trump. Unless you want to talk about pickleball. Uh, no, no. Okay. At, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You started to make me laugh. I was like, man, he's going to have me rolling here, and I, I won't be able to express my point. I voted for President Trump both times, and I, I like him. I think he did a wonderful job because he was not establishment. And he knew how to um, call a spade a spade and, and, and point out the obvious and say, why are we doing stuff this way? But if we put him in as speaker, I think there will not only be opposition from the Democrats, there'll be opposition from the never-Trumpers. And that's maybe going to tie things up even worse. And I'm not an advocate for McCarthy. I I think they need change. Um, Jim Jordan would have been my choice. But, um, yeah, it's it's a hard thing putting a guy that's such a lightning rod in there – because and I know he would do a good job and stuff. I, I have no doubt because that's just his his way he does things. How do I do this? And how do I do it well? So that's I, my thought. I, Lauren, I don't think Trump is sitting at Mar-a-Lago saying, "Man, I really want to be Speaker of the House." But I I do oh, I, know. I yeah. do think though, if there is a grassroots effort and it generates it generates steam. Then it could be yeah. that he would say, you know what, for for the sake of the country and for the good of the country, I'm I'm going to be happy to consider this. But I think it would have to; they would have to come to him. Uh, it's not Trump going to the the House. I think they're going to have to go to him. Right. Right. All right, uh, Lauren. It, yeah, it makes a lot of sense, and we'll see what happens here. Uh, we're off to. We're getting ready to vote. Is this vote number eight, ladies and gentlemen? Vote number eight. And uh, we're going to keep you updated on the uh, developments there. Let's go to the lovely Miss Janice, the Queen of New Orleans. And uh, Miss Janice, I understand you saw something troubling on television. Yes. 
This is very important, Todd, that everyone needs to, to understand. Now, we have a local radio host here, and he doesn't see anything wrong with the drag queens and, you know, dancing in front of the children and reading to them in libraries and all this sort of thing. He doesn't believe that this, that, that this is trying to be, they're trying to push this onto the children. Well, last night I saw something, I read something that proves it. It really does. And I'm going to send this to him. He most probably won't read it. He won't believe it. When he, you know, he has his own take on things, in other words. So anyway, what it is, it says, first genderqueer priest in Church of England expresses desire for normalizing identity among children. Oh, oh yes. Now, let me tell you something. This is a man, okay? Now, in the gay world... Now, Miss Janice, before, let me jump in because the computer's going to cut us off here in about 10 seconds. Okay, can I can you, hold on. Can you, send me, can you send me the article because we have congressmen, we have a congressman oh, okay, coming up. I got you. I got you. Send well, me I'll that story. And, well, I'll take and get back to you on this later, but in the meantime, would you want me to just send it to uh, Todd? Uh, just, yes. Well, no, 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 don't tell the nation my email no. address, but you know, where to, you know how to reach out, Janice. Okay, well, I'll do All what right. I can. All right. I'll do what I can. All right, okay. thanks, Miss Janice, our correspondent from New Orleans. <laughs> oh, sweet mercy. Play pickleball, America. All right, welcome back to the Todd Starnes radio program. Very happy to have you with us. A very busy news day. I want to go right to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Uh, Congressman Matt Rosendale joins us. Uh, Congressman, good to have you with us. And I have to imagine things are pretty chaotic there on Capitol Hill today. It's not chaotic, Todd. It's, it's actually the way that uh, the republic is supposed to function. We're supposed to have debate. We're supposed to have discussion. We're supposed to have people walking around the city participating in this, uh, what, what our founders called the greatest experiment. And, and so that's what we're seeing play out. I, for one, don't really feel any uh, undue pressure um, to, to change our course, except to, to make sure that we do our, our task, our duties, which is to deliberate over the next however much time it takes to elect a speaker. Congressman, uh, a couple of things here, and I'm one of the few national radio hosts that is standing side by side with you guys. I'm really disappointed and frustrated in a lot of the conservatives uh, in the in media like Fox News Channel uh, really becoming almost the propaganda wing for Kevin McCarthy and these folks that are out there calling people like you terrorist and that is incredibly offensive but i think it just goes to show you that now they've gone to the name calling which means you guys are onto something yeah we are look if you if you are not prepared to uh take a lot of condemnation and pressure to come up here and do the right thing you should not run for congress there's a disclosure for everybody across the country you have to be prepared for the more immense pressure than you have ever anticipated in your life, because guess what? We're not talking about billions of dollars. We're talking about 
trillions of dollars. And so this is one of our first arguments against Kevin McCarthy. If, if we don't have this discussion now, we're going to have it nine months in September, Todd, because guess what? Kevin McCarthy has been a uh, part of the leadership team that has managed the demise of our country over the last 12 years. He's uh, majority whip, he's minority leader, he's majority leader, and during that tenure, he helped craft and pass uh, spending measures in 2015, in 2017, in 2018, in 2019, and they were so blatantly bloated that he ended up going and getting uh, Democrats to pass his budgets that, that were supposed to be Republican budgets. And I don't mean that there was just 20, 30, or 40 Republicans that voted against these spending measures. I'm talking about 100 to 120 Republicans that voted against these spending measures. So uh, you want to know how we get to be $31 trillion in, in uh, debt? Continue to elect people that are part of the swamp, like Kevin McCarthy, uh, that we have been part of it for the last 12 years, and then don't allow people like me to change the rules that, that actually restore the functions of Congress. And, and that's that's where we are. And, and, and Congressman, again, I, you know, uh, uh, I'm glad 20 people are standing up for, for we the people, but I was expecting a whole heck of a lot more. Uh, are you guys anticipating any others joining your ranks over the next however many days this goes on? Uh, we are. Uh, we're actually starting to hear other names floated. Look, we've we've put out four uh, extremely okay qualified individuals to uh, run for speaker. We put up Andy Biggs. The guy was the the uh, president of the Senate in Arizona. He's led groups before. We put up Byron Donalds from Florida. He's participated and served in the in the uh, Florida legislature and has been a leader in his own right down through Florida, helping Ron DeSantis to. Uh, raise money and get reelected. Uh, we have put, you know, several people up. It's time for the McCarthy coalition to recognize that he's not going to be the next speaker, and and to start putting forward some names that we can all try to have a conversation about that that we can trust, because there is no trust that Kevin McCarthy would actually even uh, produce any of the promises that he makes, and that will allow this. Uh, a continuation of reforms that we started last summer to be implemented to, to, again, change the way that the Congress functions, single-subject legislation, so that we don't have 4,000-page omnibus bills, a true 72-hour period to review legislation, uh, folks on the floor to be able to propose amendments instead of being required to allow the nine special super legislators that uh, the speaker picks to to determine what amendments are allowed and which ones are allowed, allow the body to actually function. Congressman Matt Rosendale <laughs> from Montana on our Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line uh, today. Uh, Congressman, earlier we had Freedom Caucus Chairman Scott Perry with us, and he said one of the other major issues, you know, the reality is uh, if there were 240 Republicans there in the, the House, this would not be an issue. Um, and this goes back to the midterms when Kevin McCarthy campaigned against some conservative candidates out there. And he said that, too, is a big issue. It is a big issue, and you are spot on. Um, what I've been using is the 
is the analogy of a shotgun wedding. Last summer, we put together this list of reforms that we wanted for the rules, and we, we shared them with Kevin McCarthy because we were trying to work towards giving him support as, as the speaker. And he looked like the Heisman Trophy coming through the room. He stiff-armed us and, and would not even give us the time to have a conversation. We tried again in September, nothing. November the 9th, he became a bit more uh, interested. Um, and, 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 yeah, if there, was, if there was 240, 250 Republicans in Washington, D.C. right now, they would not even be having the conversations about the changes in the rules to, to restore regular order in this place. So, and what it demonstrates, Todd, is the exact transactional uh, dysfunction and nature of this whole city. What do you have that I want? What can I trade you? What can I buy for you? Well, you know what you can't buy, Todd? You can buy a seat on a committee. You can buy a chairman's gavel, but you can't buy trust. And, and that is what we are lacking right now. And we have to have leaders that are going to represent this country that the conference trust and that the people trust. And there you go. Uh, again, Congressman Matt Rosendale from the great state of Montana. Does he sound like a terrorist to you? Does he sound like he has a psychological problem, as Newt Gingrich said? Or does this sound like a, a reasonable man who's making some reasonable requests? And it doesn't sound to me like he's bearing some sort of a grudge against Kevin McCarthy. He's just tired. He's finally reached the end of the line and said, you know what? This is it. If we do not fight here, we will not win. So we'll see what happens. Um, we are waiting for the next vote. And this is just going to go on and on and on. McCarthy is not McCarthy's not making any ground here. The conservatives are not budging. And honestly, folks, they can't. Because if they do, the Freedom Caucus is gone. It's over. It's done. 844-747-8868. We're talking about next steps. What do you think ought to happen next? Do you have someone in mind for the speakership? What about Donald Trump? What about 100 days as Speaker? Just stepping in temporarily, Speaker of the House, 100 days to save America. 844-747-8868. You heard Congressman Rosendale on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Patriot Mobile, by the way, is America's only Christian conservative wireless carrier. They have some pretty incredible um, plans. And I would encourage you to check them out, patriotmobile.com slash Todd. That's patriotmobile.com slash Todd. They have plans to fit any budget, no matter how big or small. And if you're a veteran, if you're a firefighter, police officer, paramedic, they're going to give you an additional discount. These folks are really great. They're American patriots, and we love them supporting our program. And we want you to give them a try. You're going to love the coverage. You can go to their website, type in your address, and they'll tell you what the coverage looks like in your neighborhood. So again, patriotmobile.com slash Todd. Now, they have some special discounts just for our listeners. Use my first name, Todd, and they're going to give you those discounts. We'll be right back, America. All right, uh, Charlie Kirk, the uh, talk radio host, Turning Point USA guy. Uh, Charlie Kirk says that Trump does not have a shot 
at being Speaker of the House. As a matter of fact, Charlie said that Trump would get crushed in the Speaker race, and he predicts by a whopping 120 Republican votes. Uh, that's a headline on Mediaite. Do you really believe that to be the case, folks? Do you really believe that Republicans would betray their party and reject Trump and embrace the Democrats? Because that's the the thought process, is that some of these establishment Republicans would rather give Democrats control of the House of Representatives. And they can do that if several of them jump ship and actually vote for Hakeem Jeffries. And then you could have, what, the first uh, black person who is Speaker of the House. That's the the general thought process here. Uh, do you agree or disagree with Charlie Kirk? Do you think Trump would get crushed? 844-747-8868. Let's go to the phones. Tom in Oregon on KYKN, our great radio station. Tom, what's on your mind? There. Yes, I was thinking about this actually yesterday and, and thinking about calling in. But I think we have. Trump should uh, go for speaker, you know, put in a half year or a year. Uh, and of anybody that's gone through an anal exam, he has, and, uh, and he knows the swamp and he knows who's after him and who's for America and who's for against it. And he knows more than any of us actually. It's a fair point. uh, It's a fair point, Tom. I mean, he has been through it. Uh, and I, what, what I find interesting, what happens if they try to do this tomorrow, which is January the 6th, and we, could you imagine the, the people that are going to get triggered? Yeah. Man, I'd like to see who's going to stand up for him and who's not. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, see what happens, because uh, it sure, we sure need somebody that can tell the truth and it's not bought off, and apparently Kevin and and I've even heard things about uh, some of the other guys that you think are rock-solid conservatives uh, are maybe wishy-washy on uh, on uh, high-tech media. So, uh, yeah, no, I think we really need it. Because, uh, yeah, the whole system is turned upside down. Education system for 20, 40 years. Has, you know, we can't even talk to our 30 40-year-old. It's it's a shame what's happened, and uh, Tom, I appreciate the telephone call. To that point, uh, we had a number of people weighing in on social media about um, about what's wrong with Generation, with generation Z, uh, the Gen Zers, and people are really fired up about this, uh, filling up, and we'll get to some of these comments in the next, um, in the next hour of the program, but uh, some people are saying that the problem is it started way before Gen X. This goes all the way back to the 1960s when you had the big sexual revolution. By the way, a lot of people, yeah, Jory says, Todd, it started um, back in the 60s and 70s, but it was set up even before that. I remember parents sitting children in front of Sesame Street. That set a precedent. And I can guarantee you that parents being distracted by cell phones has really changed parenting. Mitzi says, Todd, our school still gives paddling, and if my son needs it, he's going to get it. (laughs) There you go. Sometimes a little love tap is all it takes to get you set on the straight and narrow. I'm just saying. Hey, let's go to Terry in North Carolina, WSIC, our affiliate there. All right, Terry, what do you think about Trump? I'll tell you, Todd, uh, 
I was uh, I heard the. Uh, oh, I forgot his name now. But I was listening to him this morning talk about Trump and saying that you know if he was put in there uh, or nominated for speaker that he wouldn't have a chance. I believe we ought to do it anyway, uh, just to see who the real Republican conservatives are and see who the turncart turncoats are. And I think everybody, which I shared uh, my congressman's phone number this morning, needs to contact their congressman and remind them that that is not their house. That is the house of the people, and they need to start representing the people instead of themselves because the majority of Americans do not want any more of Kevin McCarthy. It's the house of the lobbyist. That's who it's the house of. And oh, you're right. Uh, Terry, when you look at the number of people coming out of the coming out of the house after serving a term in Congress, and all of a sudden, poof, overnight they're multimillionaires. Something doesn't smell right. And I'm with you. If nothing else, again, if nothing else, this allows us to see who is for us and who is against us. Absolutely, I think they should nominate Trump. I think Trump would be great. It would have been right. better if we took the Senate. But we definitely should nominate Trump just so we can find out where the garbage really is. Terry, appreciate that call. Let's go to John, wants to weigh in on the Never McCarthy's. All right, John, what's up? Uh, Good afternoon from the beautiful eastern North Carolina there, Todd. But, you know, it's funny how terms keep on regurgitating. We've heard Never Trumpers for years and years. Now we've got Never McCarthy. Why don't they just wake up? McCarthy stepped to the side and says, thank you for nominating me, but this is the person I think should do it, and put somebody else in. I know I asked for uh, Huckabee the other day. He said he didn't want the job. But I think there's a Republican governor that stepped out of the office because of term limits, can easily get in there, knows how to run the business, and get this country back going in the right direction. I think that's a, another great idea, John. Um, there, but McCarthy is going to have to come to terms with that. But he's not going to do that. Uh, now his ego is in play, and it looks like we're going now to an eighth ballot. Even as you and I are speaking here on the radio, John. So we'll the, see. The, the, the guy who nominated him came really close to quoting a biblical uh, scripture that I like a lot. Iron sharpens iron. He says, we sharpen ourselves, is what he said. And if that's true, it's time for your iron to sit to the side, McCarthy, and let somebody else take the reins. You know, you can't do it all yourself. If people don't like you for whatever, you know how Trump feels. Now you know how it felt when you wouldn't stand behind a man. John, appreciate that telephone call, and uh, thanks for your ob- your observations. Uh, folks, we are going to be taking a break here in a moment. We're going to keep you updated on this, but we are going to have some incredible guests coming up in the next hour of the program. And this is, I will say, it's going to be an unusual conversation. I've become a huge fan of the TV show Yellowstone and just the whole cowboy life and the cowboy experience. And one of the things that sort of seen a revival of sorts is the chuck wagon. And uh, the chuck wagon, of course, feeds the cowboys. And we've got a couple of folks here in the Memphis, Tennessee area, and they're very involved 
in chuck wagon competitions uh marianne and steve gibson are going to join us it's going to be a fun conversation uh we're going to keep you updated on what's happening in in washington dc as vote number eight happens but we're going to take a little break from politics and have some fun and talk about life on the trail all right 844-747-8868 that is our toll-free telephone number this is the todd starns radio show From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's Common Sense Conservative Commentary from Todd Starnes. That's us, that's right, I love this American ride. All right, hello everybody, Todd Starnes here, hour three of the big show, and uh, I just want to set the record straight here. Somebody is suggesting that they nominate yours truly as a candidate for speaker uh folks i will move out of the country if that happens you don't want me anywhere near the capitol building especially wielding a gavel we'd have a come to jesus meeting every day uh we got a lot going on this hour of the program and let me explain what's happening now in congress Uh, they are about to move on to ballot number eight so we're talking about the eighth ballot still don't have any um any consensus and it looks like McCarthy's lost an additional Republican, and so we'll keep you updated on that. In the meantime, as I prepared you in the last hour of the program, I told you we were going to take a um, take a deviation, a detour around politics to talk about something that I'm very excited about, uh, and it's the chuck wagon. And, and you might think, what in the world is Starnes doing? Um A couple of weeks ago, I was listening to KWAM, our flagship radio station in Memphis, and I heard um, a great conversation between our host, Earl Farrell, and Steve and Marianne Gibson. And uh, we are so glad to have both of them in studio to talk about something which I think is just simply fascinating. So guys, welcome. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's nice to be here today on a Thursday afternoon live on with Todd Todd Starnes. I'm going to get that out. With my wife, Marianne Gibson, and uh, Steve Gibson, also known as Camp Cookie here. Thank you, Camp Cookie. So, all right. So, should I call you Steve or Camp Cookie? Either one you want to. So, so we're going to get to the chunk wagon in just a moment, but you are a – that's not what you do for your full-time gig. I've been with Federal Express here in Memphis for 37 years, and that's where I met my lovely wife. We were de-icers, de-icing airplanes. That's – so you guys – college students. That's how you guys met – we sure did, sure did on a on a cold runway, uh, finding uh, probably over a, a cup of hot chocolate. But um, Steve was fresh out of Paris Island, coming back from Marine Reserve duty, and um, he was earnest then, and he uh, he he um, he stood out. We were talking about uh, there was a survey uh, that we talked about with Ben Dieter, who's our morning show host, and he's a member of Gen Z. And uh, the survey out of the Wall Street Journal said that that many people are concerned that this generation is too fragile. And and I think about, you know, you guys are telling me that age 19, you guys were out there de-icing airplanes. We were. Can, and, can you uh, imagine? Wow. Can you imagine that a, a, a Fortune 500 company would, would have that kind of trust uh, in a, a 19-year-old college 
college student, uh, but we did, and, and clearly they don't do that now. Um, but uh, it was a great experience. But but Steve and I are both are, are part of that FedEx family. And Marianne, you're also in politics, uh, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm, I, for the sake of full disclosure, I voted for you in the last election. So tell us what you do in Germantown. Much appreciated. I, I have had the great good honor of serving my hometown of Germantown, Tennessee, for the last eight years as an alderman, and uh, reelected uh, for a third term just recently. And and so I serve as vice mayor, uh, which would um, ensure that if there were any uh, any needs that popped up while the mayor was unavailable, uh, that I, I was there. So, so I'm able to do that. So, Steve, I, I met your wife um, at a um, at a big event. It was one of these uh, gala things outdoor. They had a jazz band there and your wife, very elegant person. And then the next thing I hear is that, oh, yeah, but Marianne is also a part of this chuck wagon. And I'm like, wait, what? Uh, but it turns out to be true. It, it really is. And and so when, when Steve and I actually uh, in probably April, spring of, of 2014, when I was just entering in uh, public service uh, in a different way uh, with uh, with our board of mayor and aldermen, uh, Steve got a phone call from uh, a ranch manager out in New Mexico uh, who invited him to come and uh, work on the Bell Ranch. And I, it's Steve's story to tell, but it, it came at such a, a beautiful time where I was able to to really live live out a dream that I had had, um, again, more dedicated service to the city that I love, um, and for Steve to be able to do something that, that he was so passionate about. So, Steve, let's talk about this process. So, have, had you been a part of the, the cowboy experience up until that point you got the call? Not at that level, but I've been Dutch oven cooking for 20-something years, and um, someone had my name. They... The ranch had been sold. They had been actually pulling a chuck wagon on the ranch, like in the old days. It's easier to go camp where the cattle are instead of trailering out. And they actually pulled a chuck wagon with a team of Percheron horses, a 120-mile circle around a 290,000-acre ranch within a, a month's time frame. So when I went out, I stayed out for a month cooking off the back of the wagon, like you, similar to that you would see on a cowboy movie. It's still being still being done at some ranches, not at all ranches, though. So not has, has much changed over the years, uh, that, that style of cooking? Well, in 1870s, there was a man, Charles Goodnight. And before then, cowboys had fed themselves off the back of their own horse. But he had an idea. He bought an old Army uh, freighter wagon. He put a cabinet on the back of it. He hired a guy to cook. The chuck wagon was born, so it's post Civil War, eighteen seventies, and so they he traveled by himself. He set up, he cooked dinner for the cowboys. It was a lonely life. He was didn't travel with the herd, and th- they cooked breakfast and dinner for the cowboys. They didn't have to fend for themselves. And I have to imagine uh, we're not talking about uh, sushi or you know <laughs> kale. We're talking about good hearty food. Yeah. Well, I'm certain that we've stepped that up a little bit when I was cooking at the ranch uh, for a month. Uh, and I cook, they call it Springworks. Uh, I cooked Springworks there twice, and I've also cooked Springworks out at Spanish Ranch in Nevada. I was uh, out on BLM land. They got 100,000 and another 400 BLM land, uh, so 500,000 acres they run out there. But uh, back in the day, you, you were probably lucky to get, uh, you know, a biscuit and some beans. Um, they typically wouldn't have been eating uh, their profit, the cows, you know, they're, they're selling them. But um, they certainly, uh, and nowadays, uh, you're going to get a meat, bean, bread, and uh, dessert, and uh, 
and potatoes probably at every meal that that would be served at a ranch. Uh, and full confession here, uh, Steve. I think my first experience with the chuck wagon was the uh, was the Mel Gibson or not Mel Gibson uh, was the movie uh, Blazing Saddles. Oh yeah, back in the day, <laughs> Qu- quite interesting. It 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 can look familiar to that at times. And, uh, you know, some of the other movies that are out there, uh, I think a great movie would be uh, Red River with John Wayne, if you want to see what, oh, it, yeah. what it would be like. That, that, yeah. that is a good one to look at uh, to see what it, would, what it was probably more like that. What do they call it? The, the, the chuck Wagon. How did, what's the history of the Chuck Wagon? Well, uh, again, the Chuck Wagon. Um, chuck, we like to think that Charles Goodnight Chuck is associated with being named Chuck Wagon. But Chuck was actually a name for food uh, from the English uh, that dated way back. I'm not for sure where it originated. But the word Chuck for food, it basically means food wagon. Of course, nowadays we might say a food truck, but, you know, it was the quintessential food truck of the day. Well, I heard it was America's first food truck, it's, it's, uh, I mean, it's, in a way. certainly was. The Chuck Wagon Cook, um, you know, we had to, uh, you know, when we went out for a month, I'd, you would have to, I had to make, ensure that we had everything that we needed before we went out, you can't drive back into headquarters. And uh, the same thing that they did back then, he had to supply the wagon. And, you know, they took care of the cowboys. He doctored them. He cut their hair, um, settled arguments. You know, all their gear was on the chuck wagon itself. So, you know, it freed the cowboys up to do their work more. I've been a big fan of the Yellowstone series uh, on Paramount, and they had one version was it's a prequel called 1883. And unfortunately, the Chuck Wagon uh, Master met an untimely demise in that particular episode. But that really was an important part of the process, especially for the pioneers that were heading out from Fort Worth out into um, really the Oregon Trail and heading out west. Yes, sir. It, you know, the, the Dutch oven itself does predate the chuck wagon, and it had been around for a long time. And some people say that Paul Revere actually came up with the idea to put a rim around the top and legs on the bottom to keep the coals out of the food. Is that right? And uh, Martha Washington referred to her cast iron as her cast iron furniture in her will when she left it uh, uh, to her the, the people that uh, survived after her. But probably every person at least would have at least one Dutch oven on their wagon on the Oregon Trail or other trails, Santa Fe Trail too, uh, to cook for their family on the way out there. But, you know, of course, the cowboy, when they took on the chuck wagon, they also used the Dutch oven. I remember when I was anchoring the news out in Northern California, uh, there'd be snowstorms, blizzards, and they would send me up to Tahoe uh, from Sacramento to cover those. And you're looking at you know the Sierra Nevada, just massive mountain ranges. Donner Pass is, is up there, and you wonder how in the world you can barely get through on with a car. How did these people do this? How did they survive? Of course, many lost their lives. But that, that, it was a very different way of life back in the day. I have actually been, you know, about – nine or ten o'clock most time in new mexico the wind will start blowing relentlessly it'll blow your wooden spoons plastic caps the only thing that doesn't blow off is the lid of the dutch ovens and the other bonus on cooking in dutch ovens it certainly keeps the dust out of your food well that's a good point um marianne i I was going to say that that the 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 role of the the cookie uh the chuck wagon cook he really was the most important I believe next to the trail boss, the most important person on that on that team. Um, Steve mentioned some of the duties that he held, but but when you talk about gathering 
um, before the sun is up and sometimes their days would not end until the stars were already coming back out. Um, you know, it was a time of, of fellowship. Um, but it was also, um, I, we've, we just have never met people that have worked harder than some of those cowboys uh, on those ranches. Uh, it is a way of life. And, and to that point, um, and sorry to bring back Yellowstone again, but uh, uh, in the last episode, they were actually going out. They had to move all of the cattle to another area. It was a multi-day thing. And so they actually brought out the chuck wagon. Is is that still being used today in that same form so there, uh, at these ranches? So a lot of ranches, you'll see the, the cowboys' wives if it's a small enough ranch that they bring food out to feed the cowboys. But some of these ranches and, you know, some of the larger ranches, of course, um, are the king and the wagoner. Um, the pioneer lady, they're the 17th largest landowner in the United States. And so at these big ranches, you can't, it's not feasibly possible. So it's better to go where the cattle are, work the cattle, camp there, and cook for the cowboys at, at at that location and then you move camps move locations so uh, uh, the work that the cowboys are doing is the same way off of a horse that it was done in the 1800s fascinating all right we've got to take a break here but when we come back i want to talk about food what are you guys cooking out there and also folks we're going to be taking your questions uh this is a fascinating fascinating story and uh, a lot of people are are getting involved in the chuck wagon and their competitions as well and i want to ask you guys about that uh, when we come back as well 844-747-8868 that is our toll-free telephone number that's 844-747-8868 and we'll be taking your calls by the way uh, voting is still underway right now up on capitol hill Polls are showing a very tight race between Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis. Could be the biggest political battle ever. And now Newsmax wants to know what you think. They're conducting an urgent poll asking if President Trump should continue his run for president again. You can vote in the Newsmax poll on Donald Trump. All you have to do is text the word SKIP to 39747. That's SKIP to 39747 and let your voice be heard. Folks, I watch Newsmax every day. News I can trust. It's carried on every major cable system and if your cable system does not carry newsmax give them a call and say i want newsmax dog on it uh, be sure to vote again in newsmax's poll should trump run again text the word skip to 39747 we'll be right back america All right, I gotta know what I gotta know what you guys cook. That that's the the most important thing here. And uh, by the way, welcome back to the Todd Starnes Radio Program. So very happy to have Steve and Mary Ann Gibson, Camp Cookie Wagon. We're talking about Chuck Wagons, and uh, they are still in use today, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, you guys have some. I've heard great things about the food from Earl Farrell. Well, you know the interesting part is going to a ranch and the base group of people about 15 people and you can cook up to for, to 30 people but try not to have a repeat menu over and over but you know so everyone typically wants a meat pinto beans they want some kind of potato homemade bread every meal and some kind of dessert homemade dessert usually fruit from a can of sorts and uh so a lot of times at the front end they kill a cow for the month 
but the, the steaks and the good cuts seem to go first. And you you got a half a month. You're trying to figure out what to do with ground beef to uh, mix it up so everybody's not eating the same thing every night. But we do cook with a lot of uh, spices, um, a lot of uh, dried red chilies. If, if you can get uh, canned or jarred green, uh, green chilies, are considered fresh chilies. And it's chili with an E in New Mexico, if you've ever uh, been into all that. Typically, when you go into New Mexico, they ask, you want red, green, or Christmas? And Christmas means you want both. Really? So, okay. But a lot of times, we'll, uh, when we go to competition, they are wanting you to hand in those five items. And so we have been to ranches and cooked for cowboys while they're doing a, at a working ranch. That's one thing. But then aside from there, we've hauled our chuck wagon to competitions, and you'll have about 20 chuck wagons show up and cook a competition, all um, blind judging. Typically hand in a meat, pinto beans, some kind of potato, homemade bread, and a dessert. And, you know, our standard fare that we've that's done well for us as we researched and gone into these competitions, we have a green chili beef stew that we cook. We have a, uh, a ranch that Marianne calls our show beans, uh, that, that's our pinto beans. Uh, so we do our hand in our show beans, and uh, they have some additive uh, things we add into there. Uh, we do a bacon. Uh, uh, we call it bacon dust. We have a baked pot- uh, a potato that we cook. It's more kind of like a mashed potato, but we put this coating on the top of breadcrumbs and bacon. We call it bacon dust, and it makes a crispy bacony top. We do a Parker House roll, and we typically do a bourbon lattice top peach pie. And I, I would say anything with bacon dust on it tastes better i love that and the bourbon too um you know and and i'm a baptist but uh you know it's extreme communion that's what we'll call it i love that uh mary so what do you do what's your job your responsibility on the chuck wagon i I am the timekeeper i i would say that that one of the things uh because steve had had done the competitions uh um, I, i was in the process of becoming elected and things like that. So I had not been out to uh, Rio Dosa, New Mexico, um, which is where the Lincoln County Cowboy Symposium was. But um, I, I kind of, I'm a great sous chef. I do a lot of chopping. <laughs> um, and really, I just try to do whatever uh, Steve and the team needs. And when we come back, well, I, I want to talk more about the food and the competition and also the reason why uh, people are embracing this. And it seems to me like uh, this is a part of Americana. And I think people are wanting to get back to uh, you know, maybe a simpler way no uh, of life. And uh, so we'll talk about that. Folks, we're also taking your calls as well. Maybe you have a question. How do you get involved in this? Uh, how do you get some of this bacon dust? Are you, do you guys like sell that stuff? Or <laughs> maybe we, can we market should market it. <laughs> and we can talk to our guy down at uh, Wolf River Popcorn. <laughs> oh, my word. <laughs> We could, we could, we're on to something here. I think we are. All right, 844-747-8868. That is our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. We're also following developments on Capitol Hill. Voting ballot number eight. Still no Speaker of the House. I'm Todd Starnes. This is the Todd Starnes Radio Show. All right, Marianne Gibson's dancing in the studio. I don't know what that's all about. Wow. Uh, welcome, everybody. Todd Starnes here. Take a little break from politics. You know what I mean? You got to do it. You just got to do it. 
Uh, by the way, uh, some good news uh, about Damar Hamlin. He is continuing to improve. Uh, he is alert, and it's going to take a little bit of time. I've been there and done that with the um, with the heart issue and uh, getting off of the life support. It's a chore, uh, but um, he's on his way, and we understand there was no brain damage, uh, no neurological damage, uh, which is all great news. So just keep praying for a, a speedy recovery. Uh, by the way, uh, yes, we're still counting ballots here. Vote number eight. We'll let you know how that goes. And now Fox News is reporting that McCarthy appears to lose on the eighth speaker vote. If you're no, if you're a student of history, you will know 1923 was the last time we had a contested speaker race. It went to nine ballots. Jesus, America. Can we talk about chuck wagons? Yes, we need to. Uh, Steve Gibson, Marianne Gibson here, and world champions uh, in chuck wagon competitions. And and I want to go back to before we get into the competitions. I want to talk about just the um, the ambiance and the atmosphere. And it just seems to me uh, Yellowstone is the most popular TV show on television right now. And I think people are really attracted to a simpler form of life where guys are guys, girls are girls, and, you know, the, the, there's good and evil, and everybody knows their place. What's interesting, you go to a bigger ranch, and there are trucks there, but at some point you leave the trucks, and it's just cowboy teepees, a chuck wagon, horses, cowboys, and the other supporting cast, the cows. And it is nice you have no phone reception and it's you can't see the property line it's just as far as you can see the bell ranch in the middle very center of the ranch has actually has a mesa that's shaped like a bell and so it you can see it from many different angles on the ranch you can't see it all the time because the ranch is big enough but that's where they got their name and since they've been registering brands since 1870s, that's the shape of their brand. You had me at so, no cell phone coverage. Yes, that's what that's, was nice. No I'm all over that. So it, it, when you're when you're out there, you do feel like you're lost in in another time. I've you been really lost do. out there. It's <laughs> not good. <laughs> <laughs> well, that and that is another story. Uh, but but just the the vastness of the land, and and I think. One of the things in in watching shows like Yellowstone or or some of these old westerns, um, you you really are caught up with a landscape that that we're not familiar with here uh, where we live. Um, just to see those those just vast uh, uh, areas of green or red rock, lots of red rock out there, and um, uh, you have to have your cow eyes. Uh, cowboys talk about that that they get sensitized to where they can spot a cow. Uh, from it's not a shrub. That's cow. not a shrub. Exactly. I'm going over there to get it in. Yeah, yeah exactly. I find it's fascinating to me because you would think that you know here we are, 21st century. There would not be that many cowboys out there, or cowboys would be needed. Uh, but it's a it's a pretty pretty thriving community. Well, when you go into headquarters and you're going to work some cattle, that's a two hour drive. You could certainly trailer your horses out there, but that takes out four hours of the day from working cattle, and so. You know, especially during that time of the year of spring works, they're trying to gather them in. It's basically they're doing an inventory of, you know, how many male, female, how many calves were born that year. And so, you know, they're even though you're going to an area, you know, it can be many miles rounding up and driving cattle to a pen where you're going to work them. And so 
they're still using a rope. They're still dragging to a fire, and they're still branding. Is that right? So just doing it the way they did it back in the day. Uh, yes, and it's different. If you know, the more cowboys you have, you know, you can heal a heal. Which there's lots of words out there like dirt tank, heel head, um, but you can if you rope a calf by the feet, that's healing. And typically, if you got enough cowboys, you can heal a calf, drag him to the fire, and there's enough cowboys to control it. But out at Spanish Ranch, they had it, and then another cowboy healed it. So it's funny that you can go to a rodeo, pay a lot of money, and drive in, but you get popcorn, I guess, and watch 12 calves get headed and healed. But if you go on a working ranch and cook for the cowboys, you, you might be able to see, you know, 200 a morning get headed and healed. You wow. Know? And by the way, we're talking about cattle and not politicians, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I just want to uh, set the record straight there. Uh, let's talk about, you know, back to the food, though. What is, is, is there something unique that you've created or that you've cooked um, at the chuck wagon? Well, you know, probably we mentioned it a minute ago. We're, uh, we're proud of our bacon dust that we came up with that it, it always scores your potatoes well and um you know it it's it's funny the different parts of the country you go to if you're cooking a competition on the east i'll say east of abilene when you get to abilene texas from abilene over it's spice starts back east of abilene not so much and so you know you can cook a competition east of abilene and hand in something spicy and not do well um but Spice tends to do well west of Abilene. Marianne and Steve Gibson are with us, Camp Cookie Wagon. And maybe if you have questions about uh, where you can find these competitions, more information about Chuck Wagons, give us a call, 844-747-8868. Marianne. Todd, uh, that that bourbon peach pie is is one of the the prettiest things that you'll ever see. You know those those lattice top pies that I, I'm not even sure. My grandmother, who was a wonderful baker, I'm not even sure she could have put together something as beautiful as that is. Um, it's something that that Steve uh, he just has an affinity for it. His his uh, his his mom worked hard uh, outside of the home. She was uh, at Methodist Hospital working, and so all three of those boys, those Gibson boys, learned how to cook. And um, he really uh, he takes it to that next level. He he's uh, someone said, uh, "Gosh, uh, isn't it great to have someone else who cooks in the home?" And and I would say Steve is uh, is by far the better. It, uh, he he just he's just better at. Marianne could come up with some ideas. Our our bourbon. It's a we basically boil our pie filling with bourbon and we let it cool off and then we build our pie with it. But Marianne has a a topping on top of the crust with butter and uh, raw sugar, and it makes this crispy top on the on your pie lattice top. Amazing! And, uh, it's good. It's he's, good. He's being kind. It, 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 I mean, it, Steve is really the the brilliance behind all of those recipes. That that uh, green tomatillo uh, beef uh, stew is it's just you. You, it's just a flavor profile that we really don't see a lot here, maybe in the South. Um, but uh, it, it's something exciting, and I would say anyone that walks through our doors these days, they know when they know to ask, "Is this hot?" And Steve will always say, "Oh no, it's just fine," and it will burn your face off. No, not not exactly, but a good burn. It will. It's a good. I'll melt you. So, uh, if it melts the Cajun folks, uh, we got a problem. Yeah, so. <laughs> you know, some of the spice spices they say in the day came up. Um, you know when they're. Uh, trying to mask, you know, rancid meat or things, you know, that didn't taste well, and and they put the uh, put the spices in there. You know, it's funny just to learn some of the stories going into New Mexico. 
that people were looking for spices at the time. And if you could find spices, you could make money and get rich. Well, they ran into this chili, uh, and it was green, and it was spicy. The only thing they could relate it to being spicy is it was pepper. And so that type of plant or fruit became known as a pepper. But in New Mexico, it's still a chili. And it's chili with an E. If you mix a dish, it's chili with an I. Now, with these competitions, uh, what are we talking You know, Memphis in May, you have all the big barbecue folks out there. What are the competitions like? So we come set up, typically, in, in one of the larger competitions, there will be, you know, 18 to 20 wagons. And on Friday, they come around and judge your camp. And they want to see the authenticity of your wagon. They want to see the authenticity of what you're wearing. So you can't have a microwave oven. It, it, it pretty, pretty much no. Okay, they don't just want, want to pl- make sure. Yeah. No plastic. And then we have all these ridiculous stuff that we haul around and we put out. You know, it has to be period ropes. Uh, um, shaving gear. Uh, shaving gear, uh, lanterns, uh, cookware. shovels, cookware, graniteware, the right color. You know, all of these Things and they want to judge it as if it was 1870. And so you get a score for your camp. Saturday, you're going to hand in your five dishes, and then the public comes and you feed 50 members of the public. Oh, wow. So it's always fun when the public comes in. They're always enamored. They bought a ticket to come eat. And it's nice to impart some history, uh, you know, to the folks, do the Lord's work, have a blessing with them. And then, you know, feed people and and listen to people come and say if they like things or don't like things. And just a lot of times you learn from the people having conversation with them. And world champ, what was the, that like to be crowned the world champs? Oh, goodness. Uh, it was um, it was very exciting. Um, a lot of hard work. We were very fortunate that some of our children have cooked with us uh, on the, the trail. Um, on those uh, at those competitions, um, actually all three of them uh, at different times, and then we have a, a dear friend, uh, Terry Green, we have a real good friend out of Granbury, Texas, and um, that comes and cooks with us. And his um, his two sons are uh, firefighters, so they're first responders. And it's funny, firefighters are love cooking and eating, and so it's always good to have have Tanner, his son, come in, and Terry Green come help us. And by the way, uh, you mentioned your kids, uh, one listening to us in Salem, Oregon, on radio station KYKN. That's right. Our great affiliate out there. And my hope is is that cute little 18-month-old grandbaby girl is also listening, too. Oh, that's great. <laughs> and what's the baby's name? Her name is Juniper, but we call her Junie. I love it. What a great name. All right, got to take a break here, folks. And can y'all stick around for a few more minutes? Yes, sir. We'll be right here. All right, uh, 844-747-8080. If you have any questions about chuck wagons, give us a call. Talk to Steve Gibson, Marianne Gibson from Camp Cookie Wagon, world champions, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Todd Stern Show. We should have gotten some cowboy camp camp music or something for you guys. Uh, Texas swing. <laughs> Just a little bit. I love it. Um, by the way, uh, folks, if you'd like to follow uh, Steve and Marianne, uh, go to Camp. Oh, they have an Instagram page, Camp Cookie Wagon. Camp Cookie Wagon, all one word. And I'm telling you, uh, the pictures, they're in the stockyard, the Fort Worth stockyards. Pretty amazing. We did a competition Fort Worth stockyard, yes, sir. Amazing. And uh, the pie, is that the pie? 
Yes, sir. Yeah, the last Holy top five of the stars on it. Yeah, that's it. Oh, that looks great. Wait, when you go to Texas, you have to, have to bring those Texas stars. You got a- to. Actually, I think that might be a tri-star. <laughs> well, there you go. There for, you all go. right. Uh, so, again, Camp Cookie Wagon on Instagram, and uh, we'll post a uh, – We'll post a, a link to it on our page. Uh, I want to go to the phones. We have some folks that want to talk to you. Uh, let's go to Doug from Illinois. And, Doug, welcome to the show. You're uh, in studio with Marianne and Steve. Hey, uh, Todd. Thanks for taking my call. And, Marianne and Steve, thanks for your time today. I've been really enjoying the whole show, but especially this part. I've been uh, cooking with Dutch ovens for about 10 years now. And uh, I was just curious, when you were out on the trail for a month, how how much cast iron would you guys have had with you, and what did you use to cook on? I I took too much. <laughs> it does weigh a lot, Amen. and uh, but yeah. if you were if you were cooking out on a ranch, I would probably say um, to maybe bring four or five fourteens, uh, tall fourteens. Um, sure, but I I tend to drag around a lot of weight with me. I've tried to trim it back over the years. And when you say 14s, what do you mean by 14? So, what, Doug, you know what we're talking about? Um, I'm, gu- I'm guessing, are you talking the diameter? Yes, sir, the diameter of them. Are, and they typically yep. come anywhere, you know, you got 6, 8, 10s, uh, 12s, 14s. Yep. hard to find a 16 anymore, but that's the diameter. And all those come in a short and a tall. Um, but, yeah. um, you know, if you're at home or you're going camping with your kids, I just get a tall 16. Start out with a tall 16. And, by the way, I use only lodge Dutch ovens, uh, and they're made just outside of Chattanooga, Tennessee, in South Pittsburgh, okay. Tennessee. I have been to South Pittsburgh, and that's a pr- they have the the annual cornbread festival. They sure they do. do there. That's a great, great place, So and great cornbread. All right, Doug, appreciate yeah. by the Doug, by the way, yep. real quick, what's your favorite thing you like cooking in your Dutch oven? I actually, we go camping a lot more modern than what you guys are doing. Um, and I like to make what, I, I got a real nice cookbook. They just call it Easy Cobbler. There you uh, go. They, the recipe calls for one can of pie filling, but I always put in two. And then use a white or yellow cake. Use uh, butter instead of oil and milk instead of water. Makes a real light, airy, real light cake. Oh, that sounds, Doug, that sounds delicious. Them. Put a sprinkle yep, of cinnamon on top of that and you'll have it done. And bourbon. Doug, yeah. And Doug, I would yeah. say that that's that's kind of how all all of this started with Steve uh, forever ago. Yeah. Uh, he started cooking for for one of our our parks events, and um, yeah. we call that a dump cobbler. Yeah, love it. All right, Doug, yeah. we appreciate yeah. you calling in, and uh, I want to go to Arkansas where Rob is on the line. Rob, uh, you got about a minute or so. What what say you? Well, just first off, I want to say simplify cookie. Uh-huh. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I, I used to ride bulls for them when I was in the Marines, but uh, it—you've you've probably com- competed against them. a friend of mine. Uh, I'm from Texas, and uh, who's your when friend? You said Don Moser. Don Moser, we we know him well from Iowa Park. That's right. That's good that's man. Where I'm, that's where I'm from, and when y'all said. You know, I, I know I know about the Bell Ranch, but when you say Wagner, that was my that's my stomping ground. So. Oh, fantastic! Have you been to the Wagner? Uh, I've been all over the Wagner. <laughs> okay, the, yeah. and it, the Wagner is the largest acreage ranch behind one gate. Yes, sir. Behind behind one fence, and at one time owned by one family. Wow! It, it, it's now owned by Sam Walton's daughter's yep. husband. Yes, sir. Yep. Yep. 
Yeah. Rob, we're going to have to leave it there, my friend, where uh, time is quickly uh, catching up on us. But we appreciate you calling in, and uh, thanks for listening to the Mighty 990 KWAM. Uh, Camp Cookie Wagon, Camp Cookie Wagon is the Instagram, and uh, you got to check that out, folks. Uh, lots of great photos there. And you mentioned real quick that you guys also go to the schools and uh, talk to school kids. Yeah, we've been uh, called – you know, uh, well, you know, a lot of times we go to these big competitions that the town lets the school out and the kids come on buses and they'll be on a Friday. The kids all get to walk around and, and come to the wagons and ask questions, which is nice. We've also here in our hometown, Germantown, we've been called to come into the, uh, the mostly elementary schools and we'll give a presentation and, and give them a talk about to see what it's like to Love be a it. cowboy. Love it. Now, do you guys actually have a kitchen at your home in Germantown, or do you cook? We, uh, we, we do <laughs> have a kitchen. I will say, though, when, when the power goes out, our neighbors know uh, that they need to head over. To I didn't know that, I, but yeah. I do now. Uh, we did have a power outage about, I don't know, four or five years ago, and yeah. and uh, we had some Steve knows what he's doing. We had some hot cooking going on. We do do have a a great kitchen. But uh, one of the things, you know, we we touched on just briefly is is about – uh, letting children know where their food comes from. It doesn't come from Kroger. It doesn't come from right. from uh, Publix. It comes out of the ground and how that works. All right, guys. Yes. We could do a whole other hour, but we have to we have to go. Um, and again, thank you all so much. Love and congratulations. And what a great thing, teaching that next generation. That's what it's all about. Well, thanks so much for having Marianne and myself on your show. And uh, Thanks, thanks for being here. Do what you do. Camp Cookie Wagon on Instagram, everybody. you got to go check that out. Uh, folks, tomorrow, another full day of coverage. Um, we are still waiting for the next speaker vote. Uh, President Biden is heading to El Paso. I wonder if they're going to have a chuck wagon down there. I don't know. We'll see, I reckon. Um, in the meantime, ToddStarns.com. Check that out. Newsletter uh, coming out in about five or ten minutes. And, folks, you get out there and be good, America. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.